previously on the game of Rassilon. Travis, if you're reading this, you didn't listen when I told you not to read this. Beautiful work, well done, I'm very proud of you. The next page isn't for you or the doctor, but you'll know when to give it back to me. It's very important. Don't lose it. You're already magnificent, my boy. Keep it up. Roman. The second page is a map of the Pacific Missile Facility in Kauai, Hawaii, with the date 2018, the Doctor Who, I looked these up, coordinates of Earth, uh, the latitude and longitude, and what Travis will recognize because of what's been going on in his mind are the temporal coordinates to rescue Amelia Earhart in Devils of the Deep. everybody, and welcome back to the Game of Rassilon, a Doctor Who RPG podcast. Uh, I am Michael Mixon, your friendly engineer slash no longer Roman, uh, and I am joined by our uh, fantastic cast, sadly not at uh, Geeky Tees due to current circumstances. Um, I don't know, it'll be May by the time this comes out, so who knows. Uh, but anywho, I'm Underground jo- Bunkers by May. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll be listening to this on like a hand crank radio that somehow gets podcasts. It's gonna be fantastic. or or the protagonist in some sort of video game will find this audio file and uh, will hear bits and pieces throughout their adventure. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> it'll inexplicably be on like one of those Sony compact mini discs. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be a zip. The disc. technology like, of the future. Yes, big old oh classic. Anywho. I am joined, well, not any who, Doctor Who, and our doctor is uh, the wonderful Riley Silverman. Hello. Uh, uh, she is of always, uh, she's of course joined by her faithful companion, uh, Travis Killian, the wonderful Dan Peck. Hi there. And, uh, as always, running the show, uh, the master of words, the professor of story things the master of games that's that's it that's it mm, mm, it's ben Patton. that's oh. that's me it's inexplicably that's the title i have now uh but i'm gonna stick with it because i'm i'm uh uh erotically charged by it it gives me a <laughs> you, know what, you know what i just so, realized is that we do this introduction at the beginning of a recording but not at the beginning of each episode so when the audience yeah. is listening they'll get like Every like four or five episodes, they'll get like a new like every two or three episodes, they'll get like yeah. an introduction to us again. It's pretty great. It's and it's my favorite thing now because we are playing by Skype for the first time in Game of Rassilon history. We are playing remotely um, because we are practicing safe social distancing. Um, there's something very different about about Dan's reactions to things now because he's no longer I'm no longer in the same space as any of you. So you you occupy each of you occupy a quarter of a of of my my monitor real estate. So it's just it's a very different reaction now that I have seeing any of you react to anything anyone else says. 
So basically, my face is so distracting that you can't look at me. It's not that's, a handsome I mean, that's thing. Usually, it's not a handsome thing. It's a distracting you, thing. Like every teacher yeah. I had always pointed it out. Yeah, I, I understand. No, you just have one of those faces. No, Dan, you're in shadow, so you're just inscrutable and mysterious. And yeah, Dan know. is give, Dan is giving us real face of Mars vibes right now. Very hunky. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's great. Yeah, I, oh, I said so this finally, before we started. The apocalypse has come, <laughs> and it's finally my time. <laughs> I, I said this before we started recording, but you do you do look a lot like the default Facebook avatar before you upload a profile picture. Is... <laughs> Dan is so in shadow right now; it looks like he's giving us secret information on the mafia. <laughs> Hello, it's me. I would like to report. <laughs> I don't know what that they voice called is. her the doctor. <laughs> that was I'll tell you what that voice was. That was Ben Kingsley as um uh oh, the, Mandarin. The, the Mandarin. I, the, the Mandarin, Mandarin. Yes, thank you. That's that's what that voice was. Yes. Anywho, uh let's get into the adventure. Let's let's do it. All right. The TARDIS spins through the vortex, the time rotor rising and falling in the center of the console room like a haunted butter churn. The lights... Actually, we haven't talked uh, about the interior of the TARDIS in some time. We're halfway through our second season now, uh, with Travis having taken on uh, Millie's jacket and the Doctor now wearing Roman's pink frock coat. Uh, I thought now would be a good time to ask, has the TARDIS interior uh, changed in uh, in any me- meaningful way? Has it, gone an, has it undergone any other... Uh, aesthetic changes, as sometimes happens, you know, partway through a second or third season. Uh, I think not yet, because I haven't really thought of what that would look like, and I think the Doctor maybe has been so focused on what's been going on that she hasn't had time to redecorate the entire thing. But I do think that I've I've adjusted my look, so I'm no longer just wearing Roman's frock coat. I think I'm actually essentially wearing the pink Romana jack coat, like the long Romana coat from, the, like the one that's like a pink version of, of Tom yeah, Baker's yeah. long coat. I'm essentially wearing a version of that at this point. That's perfect. I love that. So, uh, so f- for you, uh, Doctor, Roman's death is still very recent. You've only just recently uh, left the planet where you encountered uh, one of your arch nemeses and, uh, and, and bid farewell to uh, a longtime friend. Uh, how how are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm I'm not feeling very good. Um, I I just he was there and I, I felt like he was the one who was going to help me figure out this whole thing and now that he's gone I, it's one, once again the doctor is on her own and, and you know Travis is very helpful and is a good member of my team but but once again it's that that lonely god so I have to figure out what's going on and, and it doesn't seem like it's getting any easier that's fair uh, Travis um, on, the, on the, the flip side of that you have unknown to the doctor you now have three additional items you have those two keys uh, one of which has Amelia Earhart's name on it. Amazing find by Michael. Um, you have a map showing the space-time coordinates of where and when to rescue Millie from uh, from the Pacific Missile Control Station in 2019. How do you feel in this moment, Travis? Um, I think he's kind of held up in his room, uh, a little conflicted. Like, I don't think he likes having any kind of secret from the Doctor, but this is sort of one of those... It's not a bad secret, but at the same time, he's been around enough to know that you know, when it comes to messing with the timeline, like, the Doctor is not a big fan of that, but this is sort of a closed-loop situation, so I think he's a little... 
I don't want to say like anxious. Well, maybe anxious is the right word. He's maybe a more anxious than scared, but I feel like um, he's got the two keys in his in pants pocket and is like kind of uh, every so often just patting his leg to make sure that they're still there. Like they wouldn't not still be there, but like one of those things that when you don't want to lose something that's super important. Uh, so he keeps doing that almost subconsciously, and he's got the letter from Roman uh, along with the the, the map. Uh, actually, no, the letter I think he stashes in his room, um, like hidden in a copy of a book or something like that. But he's got the map uh, very neatly tucked into, um, like, you know when you fold a dollar bill and you want to, like, mm. very coolly, like, slide it to someone, like, in a... It, so it's know. like a swan or a hat or, so, or a boat? Not quite, but, you know, like when, uh, so it's it's basically folded to almost hand size um, so that he can discreetly give it to Roman at some point in the future, but that's in the jacket pocket, and I think he's kind of like, uh, when he's hanging out in his room, he keeps looking over at the jacket as if it's, again, going to magically not be there, even though it makes full sense for it to be there. Like, so he's got a mission, and it's kind of, it's kind of eating at him a little bit that he can't bring the doctor into this it's 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 nothing personal but it's you know you gotta respect some of the rules of time travel i dig it um so doctor what are you doing specifically in this in this moment the tardis is uh just kind of right now spinning through the vortex um is not necessarily going anywhere in particular but what it what is uh what is happening i'm i get I'm, I'm assuming right now travis is Staying in his room. If you want to leave the room, if you if you want to go to the console room or go somewhere else, obviously you're you're within your rights to do that. Uh, as long as you maintain a six foot distance from. No, let's not do that. Uh, but uh, doctor, what are you up to? Um, I think that uh, not unlike what had been happening before. I think that I'm spending a lot of time just kind of at the console, um, fiddling with buttons and looking over numbers and like checking charts and kind of replaying all the things in my head of what I've seen so far, uh, like uh, the not Susan and what, what her part was. What was what was her thing called again, Michael? The What was her... What the was cortex? she revealed to... The cortex. So I'm thinking about what, what, like, what part she plays in this. Uh, I'm thinking about how Rassilon was able to, like, take... O- like, return and take over the Time Lords and become this god president. And uh, I... Yeah, just like... I'm feeling overwhelmed by the massive amounts of information that have been dealt to me in the last, like, few weeks of my life, or months of my life, or whatever. Great. That's what we want. We want you befuddled and confused. Yeah, well, um, you got it. We're, we're trying to crack you like an egg, uh, yeah. and I think that we're getting closer to that to that goal. Uh, hey, hey, Travis, uh, how, uh, how are you? How, could you do me a roll? Could you roll Resolve and Ingenuity for me, please? Uh, sure. Oh, I rolled uh, pretty well. Uh, 16. 16. So that's going to be a no but. Um, really? I got a feel... 9 on the dice. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's great. Right. Uh, not quite Not quite that, but it is no but. No but means you fail, but there is going to be some wiggle room. Um, you, um, you feel this this other presence um it is it is not alive in the traditional sense but you feel this other this other um self this this other being kind of 
wash through your body. And then you are kind of looking out through your own eyes as you stand up and begin to walk out of your room and down the TARDIS hallway, uh, walking past um, a tinny speaker girl that is playing all Beatles songs simultaneously as you wind through the interior of the TARDIS. And then the Doctor, you see Travis kind of zoned out, um, just walking straight towards the console and without stopping, without pausing, without any kind of uh, consideration, um, Travis starts operating the, tar- the, the TARDIS console uh, with an astounding knowledge and accuracy. Travis, what are you? Travis, what, what are you doing? Don't, don't. Travis, you can hear this. Yeah, I'm assuming you're not speak. able to respond. Yeah. yeah. Travis, tra- and I'm like, kind of like grabbing at his arms, trying to get him to stop what he's doing. Uh, Travis is not. Uh, is not stopping. I am actually going to have you do a strength contest for this. Sure. Um, can I have both of you do uh, strength and... It's not really... It's not quite... I don't know if it's... I think it's probably going to have to be athletics. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of other options. Yeah. Unless you want to do, like, strength and coordination, maybe. Uh... You know what? Yeah, let's call it strength and coordination. I realize I have to... I can erase my Hello? damage from last episode. You can. Oh. Hello? Okay, so that was, uh, I guess me a 13. 13. Oh, wow, that's a tie. Um, how do we handle, I don't know that we've ever had a tie before. How do we handle ties? Well, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I'm going to say for the sake of good storytelling, I'm going to give the, the, I'm just going to cede the victory to Travis, because I think it's more interesting if Dr. Camp traps from doing what he's doing. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm happy to. And I'm actually going to give you a story point uh, for conceding the victory there as well. That's that's cool. that's really cool. So yeah, the Doctor, you try to pull at Travis. Travis is not budging. Travis is kind of moving um, almost mechanically around the the TARDIS, entering coordinates, pulling dials um, with a kind of speed and precision that you're not entirely cap- confident Travis should be capable of. Um, certainly, it's a knowledge set that is beyond him. Um, uh, you have you have psychic, right? You, you're, I do. You're, uh, the doctor is is psychic. Um, Let me see what that does for me as far as game mechanics are concerned. I keep talking. No, I'm I I that's that's it. Okay. I, w- I wanted um, to know if you had psychic. Or yeah. Not. So it says that I can see into a target's mind. The player must proceed to resolve plus awareness test. The target must be within range, and the trait provides the character with a plus four bonus on the roll. Okay. Oh, wow. Um However, a target is unwilling. They can resist such mental intrusion with a resolve and ingenuity roll. Um, and then we can expend uh, story points if we're concentrating intently. So, um, and it also gives me a plus four bonus if I attempt to resist having my mind read or to resist being possessed. Awesome. So, so I, I guess I, yeah, I guess the next thing I would do is make a resolve and awareness to Travis. And then I don't know if like, He's gonna resist it, or whatever force is controlling him will resist it. But um, I'll roll mine, and you can tell me from there as story as the storyteller what's gonna happen. Okay, yeah, give me uh, give me that resolve and awareness, uh, uh, Travis. You're not gonna do anything, okay? Uh, because I'm gonna counter roll. That's what I figured. Yeah, I got an eighteen. Okay, I got a seventeen. So that's a, a yes, but um, so you can definitely. You can definitely tell that Travis is being controlled by some other force. You can kind of hear him uh, kind of 
internally screaming. And I would actually, I'll go so far as to say that you now have kind of a psychic connection with Travis and can communicate with Travis. But you're not, I would say the but is you're not, you're not really able to understand what is controlling Travis. But you are, you are very acutely aware of the fact that the TARDIS has shifted course and is going somewhere specific. Travis, Travis, can you hear Doctor. me? Contact. Yes, Doctor, Travis. help, help. Um, yeah, I, oh, can we get, yeah, um, I, so this isn't you. What do you, do, do you know what it is? Can you, can, is there anything telling you what's happening or controlling you in any way? Uh, no, I, 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 I can't feel anything. I, I can see, but I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, you need to stop me. I, it's I, not I, me. Tra- Travis, I need you to fight it. I need you to fight it so hard. Um, um, I, I'm going to like try to extend my own psychic ability to resist mental like take over to trap. I'm going to like try to project it into Travis a little bit and try to like give him some like boost, to try to fight it himself. So I don't know how that rolls. Like, I don't know if he can try it with a plus two instead of a plus four or whatever, or just roll a straight up roll and see if it'll work. But that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. Let's have, um, Travis, give me a resolve and ingenuity and I'm going to counter roll to try to prevent you from regaining control. Okay. I only got a 12. I, I rolled very poorly. Well, the good news is I also rolled very poorly. So you got a, you got a yes. You got a straight up and down All success. Right. Um, you have, uh, you, you're able to kind of feel a little bit of what this, this force is. And, and again, I, I previously described it as not uh, alive in the, uh, in the traditional sense, but you can, there's definitely this consciousness at work. Um, and you're able to kind of feel yourself using your mind to to push this consciousness out and just as you are um, forcing this consciousness out of your your own mind you are um you feel the thunk of the tardis arriving wherever it is it was going it is now here that consciousness is gone neither travis nor the doctor um are aware of its presence any further and travis i would like you to do coordination and athletics please Always at the beginning of every episode, and I always fail this. Uh, 11? 11? Yeah. Um, that is a no but. Guess what? I'm going to spend story what? points, because I really do not like going into these stories being down coordination. <laughs> 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 so how many do I need to spend uh. to uh, at least not take damage? Uh, one would take up to yes, but I'm not going to damage you at yes, but because okay. that would be. I'll, I'll, be I'll spend one. I'll spend one. Yes, <laughs> I've learned my yes, lesson. But... <laughs> yes, but so it's yes, like but... a funny stumble. Yeah, you kind of you kind of funny. You go and you go whoa whoa whoa. Well, I mean, I think Travis would on... have that anyway. Get, suddenly regaining yeah. his body back, it's like yeah, system shock. I think you kind of okay. So here's the but: you kind of stumble backwards a little bit into one of those. Uh, seats that are around the edge of the console, mm. and you land on Gunther, who like and the screams and just kind of Aww. bolts out of the console room, and that's the butt. Oh, oh, Gunther, I'm sorry, Doctor. Thank you. Oh my God, I, I don't know what <laughs> happened. The butt was Travis's literal butt slamming into the poor cat who had nothing <laughs> to anyone. Um, it, it's okay, Travis. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was your fault. Um, I something's going on here and i i run to the console again and i like try to figure out the course that we just took and where we are and while she does um, that i pack yes. my pockets to make sure i still have my very important information uh, on me 
you still have that. Um, whatever force it was that was controlling you had zero interest in mm-hmm. the contents of your pockets. Um, I am going to say one thing for you, Travis. You have, you've just gained a new trait. Oh. And the new trait is tech sensitive. I'm going to say this is the major good trait version of this. Um, but the basic rundown is you can now uh, automatically detect the presence of alien technology within a 10 foot radius. Cool. Boy, on this show, that's going to be a real, uh, you're going to be just pinging all the time. Yeah. Cool. I have detect magic now. (laughs) Um, Doctor, so you had asked where have you landed. Um, uh, The instruments are are being uh, kind of a little vague at the moment, but you definitely feel like this is uh, 19th century, like early to mid 19th century. Okay. Just from your innate, like, feel the turn of the universe of this. Sorry, I accidentally muted my microphone. Um... I, I was trying to close out of the chat, and I hit the microphone button instead. <laughs> so you said 19th century Earth? Uh, early to mid-19th century Earth, yes. Okay. Um, can I get, like, a regional lock where we are in the, in the world? Michael? Uh, Atlantic Ocean. We're just in the ocean? You can... Yes. You can... <laughs> check outside, but, uh... I mean, I, look, I can look at the monitors on the screen. Am I seeing that we're underwater? No, you are floating on the water. Oh, uh, I actually do go, uh, I open the door cautiously because I don't want water spilling in if we are, like, <laughs> slightly submerged, but. What, water rushes in, everyone dies. No, um, okay. no. <laughs> uh, you, you open the no door bet. to see. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to increase my t-shirt collection, okay? <laughs> um, do you know how many copies of that, that Rocks Fall Everyone Dies t-shirt I have now? How many? How many? Three. <laughs> I have the one. I have the one you guys. Uh, I have the one that you all got me. I have. I uh, Lisa McGrath got me one of those t-shirts <laughs> and gave it to me at Galley. I love Lisa. Um, and then another one just arrived in the mail, and I don't know who it came from. <laughs> it was buy two get one free. Oh, cool. Now, if you get, um, you just need to get the uh, the you know you've got the rock shirt. You just need the water shirt, the air shirt, and the fire shirt, and then you'll be <laughs> the the GM avatar, of course. Yes, the Gravatar. You don't have to spell words in front of me, Michael. Um, Gravatar. Wait, no. The Gravatar, yes. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback. Anyway. That's a... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you are on the deck of a uh, of a ship. Like a, a... Almost kind of like a pirate ship. Headed for oh, a new uh, land. In New York, you can be a new man. It's Sorry. No, it's it's <laughs> wet and it's rainy and it uh, and it's miserable and you can't just poking your head out the door you can't see uh, a lot of people um, but you're kind of if you had to guess kind of on the positioning of the the way that these sh- this kind of ship is kind of I would say that with with your vast um, millennia of experience doctor um, you're probably able to just kind of eyeball it because it's kind of a brig sloop kind of ship uh, it's Again, kind of very piratey, kind of a, a, a kind of a medium large kind of ship. Uh, right now, uh, very wet, very windy. The ship is is kind of swaying back and forth. Um, but you don't just kind of peering out through the door, not having stuck your head out fully yet because you were being cautious. Um, you don't see in your eyeline uh, a lot of crew where you would typically expect to see crew on this uh, on the ship. Okay, uh, the second that I see that we are on a uh, piratey type ship. Uh, I turn and look at Travis, and I, I give an expression that could only be described as if perhaps a 
a Yorkshire woman realized that she was the doctor for the first time and uttered the phrase, oh, brilliant. Uh, and then I go <laughs> running out of the room and towards wherever like my room is on the TARDIS or the, wherever the uh, the wardrobe room is. And I come running back out and now my pink coat has been replaced by a red like naval type long coat uh, with like like the like like the I don't want to say I, I always want to call it filigree. It's not filigree, but you know what I'm talking about? Like all the little like decorative stuff that goes down the side. Yeah, of the yeah. Coat. So I have that. And uh, I have on a, uh, a <laughs> very like a, a tri-corner hat, which unfortunately yes. I, for the people who can't see it because we're on video but not on the podcast, I have the tri-corner hat they sold at a place once known as Disneyland um, for the <laughs> the character of of the Red Pirate, uh, Red the Pirate from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, uh, who was the, uh, the 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 pirate that replaced the redhead at the once bride auction now stolen goods from the city auction but uh yeah so i've got a tri-corner hat with a little bit of a black feather in it and i've got a full-on uh like pirate like outfit on and i think like where a swashbuckler sword would normally be i have a little holster for my sonic perfect by the way for the listeners i just need to reiterate that riley didn't even have to get out of her chair this hat was within (laughs) arm's reach yeah there's just a lot of pivot and grab. One of the casualties Perfect. of the uh, the immediate shutdown is that there was a D and D game that I was supposed to play in the like the Saturday when it all started going downhill, and we ended up canceling it because we weren't we no one was ready to start recording remotely, and we weren't sure what the scheduling was going to be like or anything, so we just canceled to play it safe. And uh, it was a one shot that was pirate themed, and I made my character into I I was playing a Warforged who was a pirate named Red and the premise of the character was that she was an animatronic pirate from a kids park who'd come to life and was now going on adventures and I happened to already have this hat so I was totally going to wear it then so I'm glad that I get to actually play a little bit now I'm very excited about this so uh, yeah so the doctor's like alright Travis come along let's find out what's out there on the open sea Travis, would you similarly like to get gussied up for a pirate ship? Yeah, I mean, he's still kind of, like, um, coming out of shock from his body being hijacked. So I think he's a little bit apprehensive about wherever we are because his body just took them there. But, you know, he's kind of got the sense that, you know, you follow the doctor's lead and that's usually for the best. So, yeah, you know, uh, I think gonna keep millie's coat on uh and just grab um i don't know since since i am the smee to your captain hook i'm probably gonna <laughs> grab more like a bandana for my head and you All know right. maybe like a cool I belt like buckle rather than uh you know uh i don't i don't want to upstage your look frankly so yeah yeah i think what it always i think there is a requirement of doctor who for the most part where one character has to be really dressed up the other one can't be like it always usually it's the doctor is still in the doctor's outfit and the companion yeah. has on a period outfit but not always so but also secretly just... travis wants to keep uh his outfit because he's got the keys and the uh and the letter on him so he doesn't want to like uh distance himself from that that's fair yeah uh in terms of the bandana i don't know why but i'm picturing like a nirvana bandana which is not like thematically appropriate but <laughs> no I, I was picturing it's just more black like, with uh, the smiley yeah yeah just like uh probably like a plain black one we'll keep it, simple. it keep it simple yeah uh to cover up all of that hair that travis has yeah look i let me live my yeah. fantasy 
this. having hair. Um, uh, so yeah, are you guys think, good to I go? Think, yeah, I think when he does step out onto the, the deck of the ship, though, it's just kind of like, it kind of hits him. It's like, okay, we're in something right now. Like, we got to be more aware of that than what was going on, even though it's directly related. Gotcha. All right, uh, so you guys good to go? Yeah. You step out of the TARDIS onto the windswept, rain-soaked deck of the moderately-sized ship, almost like a pirate ship, uh, except it's a little more organized and a little less skull and crossbones as you're able to kind of take in your surroundings, although the smell is probably about the same. Uh, Unfortunately, you don't get much of an opportunity to soak in uh, the atmosphere as right now all of the crew is gathered on the port side of the ship, shouting and hollering down to someone or something in the water. Okay, I try to listen and hear what they're saying before I approach them, to kind of get an idea of what's happening before I get into the crowd. Uh, they are, they're calling down to someone, and uh, all indications are that someone has fallen overboard. Good lord, okay. man! Pull! Quickly! You hear um, in the crowd. Okay, I come, I come running up, and I, I look over the railing to see what's in the water. Um, as you move through the... Do you move through the crew, or do you kind of go to the side? How do I you kind of go to the side. Okay, um, so you kind of... You go to the, the side, kind of the, 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 the outskirts of the crew, onto the, the edge of the, the ship, and you look down and you see a, a young... Uh, a young boy um, has, uh, has, has fallen overboard, and he's kind of in the water, kind of soaked and... Um, and, and splashing around and, and trying to grab... The, the crew have this rope that they've tried to fling down, but... It's not quite long enough. It's not. They're not quite doing the job. The wind is working against them. The rain is working against them. The ship is rocking, and they're not quite able to get um, this length of rope to uh, to to the the boy who has is, is, is gone over over the edge. Okay, I am gonna fling off my coat and my hat, and I'm gonna jump off the side of the ship towards the boy. Holy! All right. I feel like, uh, you, fling <laughs> it, I feel like you fling the coat and hat immediately at Travis, and he just snatches them out of the air as if he was expecting this. Okay, yeah, yes. I love it. <laughs> yeah, like, Travis has been standing there with his arms out, uh, doing Tim Buckley face for, like, two minutes in full anticipation of this. Uh, Alright, uh, Doctor, I'm gonna have you do a coordination and athletics check absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh... That is going to be... Do I get any bonuses for um, quick reflexes or anything like that? Um, typically not. I'm just looking at okay. your... What about Brave? Brave, yeah. Uh, mm. Brave, I would give you a plus two for... This is... Oh, you don't have Impulsive. For some reason, I thought you had Impulsive. Um, I might give you Impulsive at some point because you do you do this. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you a plus two for Brave. Okay. So that puts me at starting at a nine, and then I rolled a nine, so that gives me an 18. All right, yeah, you perfectly arc into the air, uh, into a perfect dive into the water, um, uh, landing exactly where you need to land, on top of the boy, crushing and killing him. No, uh, <laughs> next to... Uh, My a work big is done! Rock no. was you all along. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say... But I'm pretty sure Ben was about to say a big doc hits him and kills him. And I think that, that deserves the credit that Ben has coming to them for that pun. Thank you. I I'm get terribly sorry. <laughs> um, 
Hey, I just said a big dot, big rocks, dot, dot, dot. The real big rocks are the friends we've made along the way. Um, yes. Uh, so I, yeah, you, okay, so if I land next to the kid, I'm going to, like, swim up one arm and then try to use my other arm to grab the rope. So I, my goal was to land kind of in between him and the rope so I could kind of bridge the gap between the two of them. Yeah, um, yeah, you grab this, uh, you, you grab this boy, and now that you're in the water with him, um, you can see he's maybe, like, maybe 19, 20 years old, um... Not like young, young boy, but still like young and still a little, uh, uh, I was about to say baby cakes, baby face. Uh, <laughs> the baby cakes! Uh, the baby cakes! Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to say that the roll was, that roll was good enough. I'm going to say that you're able to dive in, grab the baby cakes and, and reach up to the rope. Um, and, uh, and now everyone, everyone on the deck is now, um, starting to pull. Uh, yeah, uh, as, to, soon, uh, as soon as she grabs a hold of the rope, I just shout, HEAVE! Alright, so I need to pull up some character sheets then, because I'm very organized. Um, but I'm going to have uh, Michael, because you're you're definitely at least one of these people. I'm going to have you yes. uh, do uh, a Not strength before. and athletics roll. Twelve. Twelve is bad. Not great. Twelve is not super duper de do. I gotta figure um, out this voice fast. Uh, 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 oh, good god! Oh, yes. that's such a bad roll. Oh no! I'm gonna have. I think I have to use some for the captain. I think I have to use a story point to get him up to yes, but I'll use a story um, point as well. Man, yeah. Uh, the captain only has six story points, um, and he's using two of them to get up to yes, but. Um, what are you, what are you doing as your oh, character? Uh, how many story points would I need to use to get to a yes, but, cause I had the, the 12, right? Um, I definitely need, yeah, you're going to need to use at least two more. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Cause All right. the boy's very important to me. We'll get into that in a second. All right. So yeah, we pull, uh, there's a, there's a certain amount of, of heave, uh, as, uh, Tra Travis, are you just yelling at the, at the crew? What are you, what are you yes. doing? Yeah, since I <laughs> basically yeah, I'm giving them the order. It's like you know, I'm the 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 doctor did her thing, and Travis is doing his thing. He also uh, he so also very carefully lays her coat over like a banister where it will not get wet. I I dig that. Um, <laughs> I will say that you're um you're you're you you see everyone kind of pulling at this rope, and they're they're pulling with all of their might, and they are they're they they're getting some lift. Uh, but it's not as 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 smooth as as it would perhaps for you. There's a okay. little bit of slippage. The then, deck's wet. Then he does jump in. Like I, I think Travis's immediate thought was, "Don't interfere as much as possible. Like let the doctor do her thing." But now that he's seeing that they're having difficulty, he's gonna he's gonna act. All right, give me uh, uh give me uh, strength and athletics. Twelve. <laughs> do you want to spend a couple of story points today? Well, between everyone else, they're still slipping. It's you because you, you're adding to that, but you're right. That role is not right now. You're at a. I would say you are at a. Actually, you're at a no. But so one would take you up to a yes. But yeah, I'll spend another one. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you, I, I, yeah. I think for the narrative sake, like yeah. Um, the the equivalent of spending the story point is Travis just went through this physical ordeal on the TARDIS, and it kind of like takes him a second to like kind of. Uh, Resituate his own body and get like you know under control yeah. again. So yeah, so kind of like mustering uh, his proper strength. So yeah, okay, yeah, I dig that. You start pulling, and the the, the crew see you kind of uh, 
you stop pulling and you can you can feel the rope uh you've got a little you've got grip on it the the the, the deck is is slightly wet but you've got your shoes on I was they're say, providing I, a little I bit have more sneakers yeah no one else does yeah <laughs> yeah your sneakers are doing are doing a little bit better than the uh the 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 boots that everyone else is wearing they're not super duperty grippity um the doctor and the 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 young boy uh are being pulled up um and as they're pulled over um I don't think I think half of the crew was not expecting the, the the pullover to be as sudden as it was, and you suddenly have like three or four large burly men kind of on top of you as you are kind of dogpiled underneath them. Uh, we, but you're not gonna got, you're not you're not gonna take any damage, but yeah. you are buried under under uh, men. We 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 got him! 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 Ow! Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Travis is stabbed, and uh, that's that's a wrap on Travis. No, just a poke. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna help some of the the burlier crew fellows away because I, you know, I've worked with them uh, all this time, and I, you know, I reach out a hand to uh, to Travis, and I go, "Oh, uh, hello. Uh, I'm very sorry. There, it doesn't. I don't think we've met. <laughs> uh, I'm Charles. Uh, good to meet you, uh, Travis. Nice, nice to meet you. Are, are <laughs> you the are you the captain? Oh, heavens no. I, I'm merely a supernumerary among the crew. Uh, Captain Fitzroy there is your man. I'm, I, I, I'm merely a scientist helping out, uh, making observations or across the journey, or all that sort of thing. Very exciting. Oh, and then uh, uh, Charles is going to run over to uh, the boy, uh, seeing that Travis is relatively well situated, and uh, uh, look him over and be like, Oh, Sims, my boy, are you all right? Uh, he's, the the boy, he's, his teeth are chattering. He's freezing. Oh. He's shaking and shivering, uh, and he's 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 just kind of looking at you as his, as his teeth are uh, kind of chattering away. Good heavens, I man! Pick, Could you I, grab that coat? Yeah, I was gonna say I pick up the <laughs> coat to go offer it to the doctor, and I pass <laughs> it to you, doctor. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I put it back at, after like the kid is being like given a blanket. I'm sure and like being taken care of. Uh, I put my coat back on and my hat, and I like I'm patting myself off, trying to like dry off a little bit. Yeah. Are you okay, Doc? Uh, I'm fine. Yeah. Is, is he okay? That's that's the most important thing. I mean, you're the doctor, doctor. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that kind of doctor, but yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, what's going on here? What happened to the to this to this to this man? I'm I'm not en- entirely certain, Sims. You you see, you went overboard. What what happened to you, my boy? Uh, the the boy he's still he's still very cold. He's kind of he's holding this blanket so kind of tightly around himself, and uh, he uh, he just looks at you and he says, "There was there was something in the water. There was something. I don't know. I I feel like I was pulled in. There was something. There was something down there." Don't don't be ridiculous, my boy. I'm sure there's just some manner of marine life was uh, interested in you as uh, you fell into the water. But uh, uh, I'm I'm glad we were able to pull you back in. Yeah, there was this. Uh, uh, the, the the captain steps by, steps beside you, and he's got kind of a, a thinning hair at the top, a kind of a uh, kind of a, a Shakespeare style um, kind of thin, where it looks like his hair has just slipped back a little bit. He's got these huge, bristly, great big bushy sideburns um, that just seem to kind of like puff out, like he hasn't. He very clearly hasn't uh, been to a you know been to his barber in a while. He's got a, maybe a little bit of. Uh, chin stubble, uh, where where he would usually have shaved, or maybe he just hasn't for the last three or four days. Um, and he uh, uh, he steps forward and he says, "What's going on here, then?" Oh, what's 
Who are the? Who are these? Listen, we're not, not unappreciative of the assistance, obviously, but what? What? Uh, what are you doing on my ship? Well, I'm just saving the life of one of your crew members. Is what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm very grateful. But how? How did you get here? Oh, we've been here the whole time, right? Right, Sir Travis. Of course, Madam Doctor. Uh, I'm definitely going to need you to uh, to do some kind of convince role. Are you? Do you want to augment that with the psychic paper? Yeah, or? I uh, I'm going. Yeah, fill to, us in. I'm going to pull up a psychic paper, and I am going to have it identify myself as Lady uh, as uh, Lady Jane Diabne Smith. So it's yeah. my it's my John Smith. Uh, but it's the it's my version of it, uh, and I'm tossing in the Diabne as a reference to my favorite uh, bisexual uh, French swashbuckler, uh, Julie Diabne, uh, whose last name I can never properly pronounce, but uh, it's something along those lines. It's like it's like Diabne or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm taking that and uh, I I'm putting that out there as uh, giving myself a level of nobility that might imply that I've been like a private passenger on the ship this whole time that hasn't been out of her quarters until the rustle, the rustling started. I love it. I'm double checking the psychic paper to see whether you have to use a story point because I'm bad at remembering. I think it comes with its own story point, so I think I have to spend yeah. that story point to use it. Yeah, if you want to do that, I'm happy to happy to let you do that. Okay. Um, uh, the the captain uh looks at the psychic paper and looks at you and says, uh, well, I'm very, very sorry to have questioned your, uh, question your presence here. Uh, your, 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 your noble shippedness, listeners. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I can only apologize. So you've, you've been very quiet, a pair of you. You've been, uh, uh, very, uh, I guess just staying below decks as it were. Yes. Oh, I believe uh, that, uh, my private quarters are where I should be. And, uh, I, but all this commotion drew me out. Well, I'm uh, I'm very grateful that you uh, you showed up when you did. You helped us save uh, save young Sim's life there. Tell you what, uh, why don't why don't we uh, have ourselves a lovely little dinner? We can celebrate saving Sim's life, and, uh, and we can perhaps talk and get to know each other a little better. That sounds good. You sir had something to say. Oh, I I was just wondering if you would perhaps come along with us uh, uh, for the last leg of the trip back to uh, uh, England. Of course, now that we're rounding out our voyage as you just joined us at the last stop, perhaps. Yes, I I've, uh, I look at him and I kind of like, I, I kind of want to give like a, what is a uh, Doctor Who role-playing game version of an insight check? Uh, oh, that's a very good, what, I mean, what are you trying to um, uh, It feels like he's helping infer. me with my, it feels like he's helping me with my lie. And so I'm trying to understand why Ooh. this man is so quickly able to go along with my, my ruse. Cause, like, I like I, that. And I, I would like to do something very similar to try to figure out if there's any clue to say where this ship is coming from. Yeah. Um, so I, I, we'll start with with the doctor. We're going to have you do uh, an ingenuity, and I almost want to say subterfuge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's call it that. Okay. And then I'm looking for anything in here that might. Uh... Yeah, I don't think any of my things will. Uh... We'll augment that, so I'll just roll straight, straight roll with those. That gives me a sixteen on the dice. That's that's good. Uh, Michael is uh, is your character. Is Charles going to? Uh, is, are they trying to hide anything or anything no. that they want to keep from the doctor? No. If I can, um, I I don't know how much of this is is GM useful, but I think 
potentially what the doctor is getting is that Charles is just trying to put two and two together, as it were. Yeah. Okay. So do... Yeah, that, that's kind of my read. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, he also so... saw the psychic paper, so I was, you know. Okay. Yeah. Playing yeah. along. Yes. Yeah, so so I... the, the... Go Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, yes, I'm I'm here for the last leg of the journey. It's been so long since I've been away from the motherland, and I just wanted to... Uh, I, I'm very excited to see Mother England again, and I'm glad to be along, and glad to... Uh, apparently, a good thing I was. Yes. Very well, scary. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I mean, for, for most of us, it's been five long years on this journey. It's very exciting to be headed back, finally. I can't tell you. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to being uh, back home, get some proper food. But uh, we've got some we got we got some good uh, supplies here. We got some good meal. We can. I'm pretty sure we can rustle up a a, a good meal. Uh, uh, do do me a favor, there, young Darwin. Just just take Sims back uh, back under un, uh, to the lower decks. Give, give him an opportunity. To just kind of warm up. Put him in front of a nice nice heated lamp or something. Uh, and I'll have some of the boys put together a. Uh, 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 a nice little, nice little dinner for us. How's that sound? Yes, of course, Captain. I think we could all do with a, a good drying off, considering. <laughs> Have a, uh, pleasant uh, tidings, uh, Lady Doctor and uh, uh, Mister uh, Travis. Yes, yes. Uh, I shall see you later at uh, dinner. Uh, exciting. Well, the goodness uh, is, Travis knows where they're coming from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you just call him Darwin? Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's our supernumerary. He's he's uh, he's he's been traveling. His name is uh, he's Charles Darwin. Sometimes I call him Charlie. He doesn't like it, but uh, I'm the captain. He has to you know he has to live with it. You know. Oh, sounds fair. Yeah. All right. Interesting. And I, I, mean, I kind of I kind of shoot a look at Travis. I mean, you know, if you're stronger than he is, survival of the fittest and all. Yes, but you know, I, as I've heard, sometimes a relationship will evolve over time, and it's uh, that's true. Yes, you know, indisputably you know? true. Yes, no matter what some people may think. <clears throat> yeah, what's uh, what's that uh, word you just said there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Fitzroy goes off to kind of disperse the the the, the crew to get them back at their duties, um, and we we are going to jump forward in time a little bit to dinner. But before we do that. Uh, Doctor and Travis, do you have anything you want to discuss together before we we leap forward in time? Uh, I think we have to have the giddy like that's Charles Darwin, Charles, Charles Darwin kind of moment. I, I know. Like, I, should I get him to sign my copy of Pokemon? This is like unprecedented, like <laughs> evolution. <laughs> oh, I, I, I never <laughs> put two and two together with that, but I guess it's actually. I mean, I, <laughs> Dad, holy! Oh, wow! <laughs> I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not only. I'm deeply oh. sorry, Dan. You get two story points for yeah, that, that because is... that's amazing. That Michael, I'm so angry that neither of us made that connection. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, Riley. I stepped no, on you. No, no. That I... is that. There's there is no apology oh. necessary for that. That that deserved what it got, and I'm glad that it <laughs> happened. Oh. Wow. <sighs> oh my god. <clears throat> I well, Travis, I I guess you could do that. That is a logical extension of I don't know if he'll understand it or, or have a lot of questions about the thing you're handing him, but um <laughs> it's Charles Darwin. I know, no, that's super cool. No, I'm I am legit excited. That was just me just being, you know, Travis. <laughs> oh Travis. Um all right, uh let's let's get right off and uh yeah. 
So I think I'd probably go back to TARDIS and get like a dry change of clothes of the clothes I already had on. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the purposes of the people listening to the podcast, in because of, we're doing a little bit of a time jump, so we are sharing with uh, Dan and Riley via the Skype um, a map of the HMS Beagle, which is the ship on which uh, the Doctor and Travis have currently found themselves. So this is kind of a working map of what is on the ship um, to kind of allow them to... Uh, go to specific areas and we'll also this image will uh is available online but we'll also put it on our, on our instagram when this episode drops um but it's just kind of a working map of of the ship you probably don't need it as a visual aid um but we wanted to give it to the players so that they have uh, an idea of uh what is what is about on the beagle i'm glad that you gave us one that's being translated from the original russian yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, just as someone who only vaguely knows the history of this voyage, but the Doctor probably would know more than I would. Like, what was the, like, mission of the HMS Beagle? I know that historically it's where Darwin figured out the origin of species and the Galapagos Island and the turtles and all that kind of stuff. But, like, what what was, like, the actual purpose of this voyage and, like, why was it sailing and stuff like that? Uh, I was an expeditionary mission. Um, the, the Beagle was sent to basically do recon and uh, check out various you know it went basically around the whole world just sort of checking out what was there for five years and then reporting back and okay. uh, darwin's job was actually darwin would leave the boat I, I listened to voyage of uh the beagle uh, uh for this actually um darwin would leave the um darwin would leave the beagle regularly for weeks at a time and rendezvous with them later on like the other side of of part of a piece of land and he would go through the mountains and check out all the various you know uh, uh forms of life um and sketch and catalog and sims who was originally a fiddler and a cabin boy um ends up being uh darwin's main recorder uh, uh sort of all the notes that form on the origin of species are taken sort of by dictation uh by sims he's i, I like to think of him as like darwin's watson okay uh, a little bit um yeah so it's the mission of the the ship is basically as advertised it's inquisiting at various colonial holdings and part of that was darwin getting a better catalog of the native flora and fauna okay cool so that, that cool. that's all stuff i think the doctor would know but riley does not so good mm. yeah i imagine travis might know some of that too from library experience but i don't know what yeah, Travis maybe not. Maybe not uh, who Sims is and stuff like that, but more like broad strokes of you know. Well, I can yeah. imagine the Doctor excitedly telling Travis about Sims, like so basically recounting all of what Michael just said, but in an excited Doctory tone. Like Sims is the one mm -hmm. who writes it all down, and that's why we know about it. Yeah, uh, a couple of crucial things about Darwin at this point. He's twenty-five, so he's only about you know five or six years older than uh, than Sims Covington is at this point. He doesn't even have the beard yet, so he's yeah. not even like visibly, recognizably Darwin. He's just some twenty-five-year-old idiot with a notebook. Um, Sims is the notebook, actually. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's a twenty-five-year-old scientist. Uh, okay, who drinks a lot. Those um, scientists can be idiots as well. I picture him like there's I've got a sort of sketch of him here on the character sheet, but I picture him looking like uh, he looks like Shaggy. He looks like Shaggy in a gray suit, <laughs> like a yes. cravat, like he just he's 25. He looks like Shaggy. Shaggy from yeah. Scooby-Doo or Shaggy the Rapper? No. 
<laughs> Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Big. Oh, he's got singer, the yes. kind of that big bowl of yeah. like seventies hair and like mutton chops, like everybody in the eighteen thirty yeah. whatever's has. Eighteen thirty six. Red-handed, but... watching the Galapagos shore. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right, so we are. Uh, so I'm. The, we we time jump forwards to the captain's cabin where he's having a uh, private dinner for for the doctor, for Travis, for Sims, and for Charles. Um, and uh, is there anyone else? I mean, there's him. There's his name, Captain Fitzroy. At this point, he would have introduced himself. Um, and uh, there is uh, quite a spread of of food available. There is a boiled armadillo stew with carrots and potatoes. There is big weird bread is bread that looks big and weird um there's water of course it's uh it's not sea salt water it is it is just water um there is a uh, there is a beverage there which has been described by several people as horse wine okay. um, and then there's a selection of fruit pomegranates uh, mangoes the end Okay. Yeah, I pick at a little bit of things here and there. I don't. I don't partake in the horse wine because that, that that sounds terrifying. Um, but I do have some of the water, and I I will let Travis try the horse wine if he wants to. But I think it's going to take some arm twisting to get him to drink horse wine. But you know, we'll see how the night <laughs> goes on. Darwin's got good. a big mug uh, of horse wine. He's got a full bowl of armadillo stew. Uh, Darwin writes extensively about how much he loves roasting armadillo. It's super weird. Uh, it's so much of Voyage of the Beagle is Darwin being like, these animals were beautiful and delicious. It's just like eating, <laughs> eating his way through various locales. It's, it's kind of like home, homes, hometown buffeting his way across a continent. Yeah, he's like Andrew he, he, Zimmerman, he met- but like a scientist. Yeah, exactly. it's- he invented the first travel eating show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good eats? Question mark with Charles Darwin. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to make an origin of the species pun for a cookbook, but I I just can't find it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're all you're all sitting at dinner, and uh, and the the captain uh uh looks looks at uh, at you, doctor, and says uh uh. Tell, tell, tell him, I've forgotten his voice now. Where do I put him? I put him kind of here, didn't I? Yeah, he's a little, a little bit like yeah. my Uncle David. Uh, Captain Fitzroy uh, uh, helps himself to a, 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 a ladle, a couple of ladles worth of the the armadillo stew. Um, uh, maybe a little bit more than he should be having. Maybe uh, maybe Darwin is kind of giving him like daggers, like save some for the rest of us. Uh, and he says, uh, so tell me, uh, 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 Dr. Smith, where what's, uh, uh, what brought you to the continent and what's taking you back home? Oh well, you know uh, the continents. Uh, I was I was there visiting friends and you know taking a look at the uh, the the culture and, and and helping the helping the the empire to uh, gauge its influences. And now I'm returning home just to uh, to visit with to find out what's going on there. Yeah, we're all we're all very much looking forward to get home. And how about you, or uh, uh, uh... Travis, Sir Travis, I'm not sure what I should be. Uh, uh, Travis should is be fine. calling you. Travis, uh, yeah. What about you? What, what's uh, what's what's your deal? Well, I I came from the United States, and uh, I'm sort of like the doctor's assistant, you know, helping with this and that. And I kind of motioned to Sims, very similar to what uh, you know Sims over here does for. Uh, uh, is it is it Mr. Darwin? I don't I don't know your your uh, honorific. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Charles is fine. It's perfectly fine. Charles. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'm here to learn from her expertise. Yeah, I'm just out to you know explore and see new things and find out what's out there. Uh, Sim, uh, Sims puts down his his chunk of big weird bread and looks at the looks at you, Doctor, and says, uh, uh, w- w- uh, "What is your uh, field of expertise?" Oh, um, don't really have a specific one per se. Um, I think that I'm very good at uh, mechanical things and uh, you know just the. Quantum uh, celestial mechanics. It, quant, quantum celestial. Sims kind of looks at Darwin, uh, and and then looks back at you and says, I, "I'm pretty sure those are words. I'm not entirely convinced those are words which typically one would append to the end of each other." That's it's kind of an interesting. Oh, uh, Sims, don't be a fool. Of course, it's very. Educated science things. You'll, you'll come to understand them in, in the coming years, of course. Of course, Lady Doctor, very impressive. No, oh, thank you. Oh, so, so, so you, Charles, you, you're you're familiar with the uh, qu- quantum stents. Oh, heavens, no! My my field of study is, of course, biology, Mister Covington. But you know, physicists, I would assume, have their own way of things. Uh, Fitzroy at this point says well the question I want to ask is uh, actually now I've been sitting and thinking about it and kind of looking at you you're very interestingly dressed at this particular moment in time I've got to ask when exactly did you come aboard oh well you know um, that's a good question I because yeah, I've been I've been cooped up so long I've lost track of the days I just know that I I had one of my my agents arrange passage and they got me on your ship and they told me that discretion was was part of it and they just next thing you know i'm here so discretion you know how it is i you know how it is for us uh, aristocrats sometimes people handle things for us the next thing you know we are what we don't expect to be so fitzroy look uh, looks at you inquisitively and says uh uh so you 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 don't remember when you came aboard like what what port what continent what country where where were you um okay can i roll because like i Riley again don't know the route the Beagle went, so I can't yeah. improvise that. But if I can roll to see if the doctor oh, yeah. can pull something that would like make more sense, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So what with like awareness maybe and yeah, I think I'm gonna have you roll. Um, it's gonna be I'm gonna say ingenuity and uh, and knowledge because I think we're pulling from the doctor's knowledge of the Beagle's voyage to be able to uh, 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 success- adequately pull off this bluff. Could I use time traveler for this? Uh, yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a plus two for time traveler. I think plus two seems reasonable. Okay, you said ingenuity and knowledge. Uh, okay. Yes, ingenuity because you are trying to be clever, and knowledge because you're using your pre-existing knowledge base to try to be clever. Okay. Okay, so that gets me. Hang on. That brings me to a seventeen. Oh, perfect. Uh. Dan, you said you wanted to have Travis do the same role? Yeah, because those are his two best stats. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, 16. Uh, yeah, those are good roles. Yeah, I, I would say that th- those are uh, those are successes. Now, Michael, I'm pretty sure I saw you furiously Googling over there. <laughs> oh, no, I was just checking my um, uh, uh, the timer I have going. Oh, cool. So do we know where they would have... 
been able to convincingly say they boarded from? Um, I had been saying uh, as Darwin earlier that it would make sense if they boarded at Mauritius, um, which is one okay. of the last stops. So it's near, um, I think, Africa. Don't yell at me, Internet. I don't know. I didn't get to the end of Voyage of yeah. the Beagle. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I would say you could safely say you joined at the last stop to come back to England. Okay. Which yeah. is... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I believe I was in Mauritius, so... Oh! oh. Lovely area. Exquisite fruit. We, we've yes, been to was, so I many places, actually... it's hard to keep track sometimes. I know. It's I, Honestly, I, I spend so much time looking at the stars, I forget where the land is, if that makes sense to you. Ah, <laughs> uh, fellow adventurer, I, I understand, Doctor. Very... Uh, uh, very impressive. Uh, Sims looks to Travis and asks, "So are you? Are you, are you the uh, the the doctor's assistant? Do you take the notes and uh, and and follow her around as she as she goes on her discoveries and exploits, as I do with Darwin?" Uh, to be perfectly honest, the doctor knows so much; she's really teaching me more as we go than necessarily learning. But yes, very very similar. Okay. Okay, well, I I thought I, perhaps I I found a, a kind of a kindred spirit. And oh, absolutely! Oh, you do! Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's just uh, you know sometimes you're you're an academic. It's just sometimes overwhelming how how uh, when you're in the presence of genius, it's sometimes overwhelming. Well, Travis, you flatter me, and I like give like. Uh, like a like a knowing gesture. <laughs> it, it, it it's a knowing gesture for the doctor, but it's a gesture for everyone else. And I'm pointing towards Darwin. Like this is like one of the most important men in history <laughs> for science. So you know. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I uh -oh. I nodded him. Oh, thank you. I, I thought my my geological server is no Lydell, but thank you very much. <laughs> I I've only just uh, really gotten started with my my writings. Well, keep well, it up. Well, I mean, keep it up. My well, I'm sure, a I'm bit. sure they will evolve over time. So, oh, <laughs> that word is captivating. Uh, th uh, thank you very much. Um, Sims, Travis, write that down. <laughs> how, I, I, abso absolutely, Charles. Absolutely, Charles. How how are we how are we spelling that word? Uh, of course. Uh, uh, to, let's not. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll just, I, we're spending I'll, we're spending a lot more time than historicals usually do on the doctor's cover story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Travis, you feel an itch at the back of your head because um, uh, a spider has bitten you. No, um, you you feel um, this is new for you because you've just acquired this new trait above table. You've just acquired this new trait mm. in game as Travis. This is this is a very new sensation for you. You feel something close by. It's very faint. Um, but it is, it is, it is near and it yeah. is, it is vague. It's not specific, but the, you definitely feel like there's right. a frisson of, of some kind of technology nearby. Right. I, I feel like since this is so new to Travis, like he kind of has like a thousand yard stare and kind of doesn't know quite how to process this just yet or, or what this means truthfully. So Travis, are you, yeah. are you okay? Did you, do you have some of that horse wine or? No, I, 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 something just came over me. It was very, very not dissimilar to what happened on our last voyage, as I 
like basically I'm sending a coded message to the doctor. Yeah, message received. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> She's like, right. Just furious yes. nodding. Yes. Well, I I I hope that it. Uh, doesn't overtake you as well as it did that last time. That was a little rough. Uh, my friend had a spot of illness that he's recovered from, but it was a little touch and go for a moment there. Oh, of course. Travel on the continent can be so very dangerous for the yeah, uh, the old intestinal system. Ooh. And or whatever seems... we call it back now. <laughs> <laughs> the humors. I don't know. Uh, uh, Sims says, that, well, perhaps we'd like to step out onto the deck for some fresh air. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that... a good idea. Fitzroy uh, is kind of still chowing down on on his uh, on his armadillo stew, and he says, "Well, I'm, I'm just going to stay here and finish the stew if no one else is." Because uh, I personally, I think it's great. I think it's marvelous. So I'm just going to stay here if that's all right. Oh yeah, you do your thing. Yeah, Perfectly one, fine. One, what one less voice overlapping sounds like it might be useful. Uh, and then I, uh, <laughs> uh, as we're heading outside to get some fresh air, I I, I turn to Travis and I say, "Are you feeling?" Like what you felt when it took you over on the TARDIS? Not quite the same. I didn't feel like I was losing control. I felt like I was, I don't know, sensing something. I will uh, say gonna... oh. that it... it oh, I will say that, uh, just for for Travis's sake, it does feel similar. It's not, it's not that kind of controlling force, but it definitely seems to be coming from a, a similar origin it's a okay. similar kind of sensation okay uh yeah so I'll, I'll i'll say it felt it felt like that but more more directional rather than me just losing control like i like i was being pulled in in one specific direction I, I don't know how else to describe it um can you tell me which direction uh and yes i do <laughs> I, I i i don't have the answer so yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I can um, give you sort of like a you feel uh whatever you feel is happening to the uh is 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 coming from the front of the ship i can't remember is is it aft or stern i forget which one is the the front end of the fore ship four the four yeah. it's the it's coming from the fore of the ship the, the bow yeah. bow the yeah. the bow that's the sound yoshi makes when he spits out a key um thank you right, uh, uh yeah i am Can going I, uh... to subtly use my sonic to scan the direction and see if I pick up any sort of signal or anything. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to have you uh, use any story points or make you roll for that. I'm just going to give you... Yeah, there's definitely there's some kind of energy signature coming from the bow of the ship. Okay. Am I getting any sort of like read of what kind of energy it is? Um, it's... I mean, the primary... Uh, uh, the primary source of energy seems to be kind of uh, uh, electronic. It's definitely... An anachronistic um, energy read. It's it's very. Uh, you're, you're picking up kind of machinery. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna move towards it. Oh, real quick, I'm gonna use this moment. Uh, so, the Sonic is alien technology. So I think yes. now that that Travis sees the Doctor using it, he can sort yes. of identify a little bit what that feeling is a little bit more now. He's so he's getting like two poles, one directly from the Sonic and one uh, from this other unknown thing. So I, th I think this would be a yeah. way for him to understand what's happening to him. That's great, yeah. That's cool. I love that. Uh, how many story points do you have right now? I'm at my, my, my maximum, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give you another one, but if you if you no, fine. needed some, I 
Thank you. I would have given you a story point for that. That's pretty solid. Um, but yeah, you can kind of feel um, kind of uh, uh, a, a little like magnetic scritchy on the kind of side of your your, your brain uh, when the it's doctor is Sonic. Yeah, your Travis sense is ticking. You were bitten by a radioactive Travis, uh, and now you can detect machines. But while the doctor and Travis are having their you know their private moment discussing sort of what's going on and they're sensing things and doing sensor stuff. Darwin is at the uh, the railing with Sims and looking out over at the water and just sort of like, you know, doing that post-dinner kind of stretch where you let your gut out a little bit and unbutton four or five of your bottom vest buttons because there's 27 of them. Um, <laughs> loosen your five-mile-long cravat. Uh, uh, Sims, what a, what a wonderful meal. I, Oh, good heavens, my boy, what is that? Darwin looks out uh, towards where the Doctor and Travis are also looking towards something. Yes, there is a there. There appears to be a disturbance on the surface of the water. Like a million um, voices cried out in pain and were suddenly silenced. It's exactly like that. And it turns out, here's a fun fact: Do you, do you know that Krill are Jedi? Who knew? Um, so every time a whale, no, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> oh, could you? <laughs> um. Yeah, Sim is, uh, yes, yeah, Sim says, what, what is, what is happening to the surface of the water? And, uh, Sim, Sim, and at this point, Sim and Darwin are kind of leaning over the railing. Not like, you know, they're the king of the world, but just kind of leaning forward to get a, a, a closer look. Yeah. Um, Travis me goes, careful, Sims, careful, Sims. <laughs> and I, already, I grab, I kind of like subtly once. grab Darwin's jacket for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wh- where are you guys right now? Where, where are you both right now? Where are you? Um... Wherever, wherever Darwin and Sims are, because we're standing with them, holding them to the boat. So yeah, yeah. they are. Uh, they're at the. They're, they're at kind of the, the the bow of the ship. Okay, and there so are all there, these. So. As you look down, like directly down in front of you, there's all these bioluminescent lights underneath the ship. These kind of greens and and pinks and purples. But um, about twenty thirty foot in front of the ship. Um, the water is kind of rippling and shimmering, and it almost looks like a uh, like a grid is being projected, almost like um uh you know the cover of literally every uh 80s vaporwave album where they've got that that grid kind of stretching off towards mm-hmm. a pink horizon. It's yeah, kind of like that that is being projected either from above or below the water onto the surface, and then uh, as you are as you are watching this, you see this. Um, this great, uh, crystal, crystalline shape. Um, I say crystalline. It's crystal. It's kind of spherical, but it looks like it's, uh, been hastily carved out of crystal. Um, begins to rise up and out of the water. Um, and as it does so, it kind of glows with this vibrant kind of almost magenta pink as the, the, the moonlight, um, and the, the, the candlelight of the ship catch it just so. And yet it's, it seems to be emanating its own kind of pink light from, from within. This kind of gently, um, rotating, floating, spherical crystal carving, um, floats above, uh, uh, into the, into the air above the ship, uh, in front of you. And, uh, Darwin and, uh, Sims are just kind of flabbergasted by this, by this visual of this, this floating orb of of pink crystal. May, may I? <laughs> yeah. Dar- Darwin just looks out at this strange sight and goes, "What the Newton?" <laughs> you, you can have a story point back. <laughs>
Travis. <laughs> Travis and the Doctor, both of you. Travis, because of uh, the the, uh, uh, the 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 tech sensitivity, and the Doctor because of the the psychic uh, abilities that the Doctor has. You sense consciousness from within this um, from within this this crystal orb. Um, a kind of an artificial intelligence, a, a presence at work within the sphere. Um, and uh, you can kind of feel it reaching out and probing you. And I would say now Darwin and, 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 and Sims are able to feel this kind of... Um, oh. Something is reaching out. Oh, um, nice. uh, and then you hear a voice. And the voice says, Hello. H- hello? Hello? What Hello? is that? I um, am vital. What? Vital to what? I apologize. Vital is not a a parameter. It is my designation. My so, identity. I identify as vital. Well, most of us do. Um <laughs> It's your it's your name. Vital is your name. That is correct. My name is Vital. What are, you, what are you doing here, Vital, and what what are you looking for? I am an interdimensional supercomputer designed to travel the universe, accumulating data. I have been sent to Earth to study the natural process of evolution. I have been monitoring the planet for several billion years in pursuit of more knowledge. Doctor, what is this dreadful voice? How is it communicating with us? Can you... Vital, I think you're you're scaring the people who aren't used to your technology. Um, technology? What is? It's a whopping great pink crystal. Um, is there something particular you're looking for now? I have suffered a catastrophic data loss as a result of an unexplained temporal event, and I'm consequently having to rebuild my database on the subject of evolution. Right, but don't you understand that, like, by interceding with the subjects that you're studying, you're actually throwing off their actual, their own historical chronology. That is correct. However, I am not necessarily interested in the chronology or history of this planet. My focus is on the process of evolution. Unfortunately, having suffered a catastrophic data loss, I am going to have to attempt to rebuild my database. There are two methods for this. Number one, I can rebuild the planet on a molecular level, from top to bottom, rebuilding it as it was several billion years ago. Alternatively, I can enact a hasty correction of evolution and monitor the process in a rapidly accelerated pace. What do you, what well, do you mean by that? In an effort to reduce the amount of irretrievable damage to the planet, I am going to opt for option B. Please stand by as I enact a catastrophic evolutionary process. No, wait. I, I, I have a, I have a ship that travels through time. I could take you back to the where your loss happened the first time and let you start your experiment over again without affecting anybody. Hmm. This intrigues me. Tell me more. Well, I feel like I kind of explained it right there. Um, I, you said you needed to restart the timeline in order of the biology on Earth to restudy the evolution. What if I could just replace you back to where your data collection began and give you the chance to start over there without changing anything? 
Without knowing the parameters of your device, it would be impossible to determine whether traveling back in time would have been the cause of the catastrophic temporal event. With that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and initiate option B. Please stand by. And in a moment, in that moment, you feel the entire ship kind of lurch forward. Um, as... Oh, good heavens. <laughs> yes. In fact, I'm going to have everyone, uh, including uh, Sims, I'm going to have everyone do coordination and athletics because that's my favorite role for season two. <laughs> it's your ingenuity and technology of a season. That's oh. a niner for Travis. Ooh. That's a 14 for the doctor. Oh, I rolled snake eyes. Um... Oh, no. Sims overboard again. No, that's, 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 <laughs> no, that's it's Darwin. Oh, it's Darwin. Darwin. Uh, that's now, a seven. A, now, I was holding on to Darwin. I yeah, I I'm, I'm going yeah. Yeah, to give uh, Sims and Darwin a plus four because uh, uh, because of the, 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 the grippedness at the back. So plus four is an 11. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just killed Darwin. No, um, Sims is fine. Uh, Sims oh my god, kind of, they uh, killed Darwin. Uh, Sims uh, kind of slips a little bit, buckles, but is able to kind of regain their uh, their positioning. With the ship kind of tipping a little bit backwards, Darwin, you're just going to fall on your butt. Um, and you are going to take one uh, uh, one hit to your coordination. Oh, too bad Gunther wasn't there to soften the blow. <laughs> yeah. If only there'd been a cat. There's never a cat when you need it. There's never a cat when you need it. Seems I told you to cushion my blows. Wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> cushion my fall, uh, Sims. What are you doing? Um, uh, as you, uh, 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 Travis and Doctor, I, I, I would assume, I would hope that you're perhaps going to help uh, Darwin uh, get get on his feet again and maybe help steady Sims, uh, Sims a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you're doing that, you kind of see these tentacles sliver over the the bow of the ship, um, and you see these great. Uh, great hulking shapes begin to uh, climb over the top of the front of the ship. Um, they look kind of like uh, garlic plants. They're kind of round at the bottom and kind of bulbous, uh, bulbous at the base, kind of building up to a, a tip with a uh, with a mouth. Um, and as they come over the railing, you kind of you're aware that they're kind of moving along uh, on these uh, these hulking suckers that are kind of mo- moving them, kind of sticking them to the ship. Um, and uh, there are these these three great tentacles um, kind of stretching out from underneath each of the kind of uh, garlic clove bodies. Um, and uh, Sims looks at these shapes and uh, he, 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 he says, This... that's not possible. They... Barnacles. I hate barnacles. <laughs> and that is exactly what you are seeing. You are seeing um, a dozen... Uh, of these huge barnacloid creatures climbing over the front of the ship and moving towards you with tentacles lashing and outstretched, ready to attack. 